Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X Amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football. Brought to you by Land Rover. Above and beyond on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show presented by Land Rover here on NBC Sports Radio where we talk all about the big stories in the Barclays Premier League and other competitions, one of which is the FA Cup. And there was a game today, a very lively and passionate game at Goodison Park that saw Everton beat Chelsea 2-0 Robbie Earl. Now mm. let's quickly start, I mean there's so many talking oh. points in this game, but just in terms of the game, yep. the performance level, the result, Everton deserved it, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Uh, I want to put this into context, Robbie Musto. We're talking about Goodison Pot, two mid-table teams <laughs> going at it in the FA Cup, trying to keep their seasons alive. And it's ironic that a former Chelsea player, somebody deemed not up to the standard at Chelsea, Romelu Lukaku, who's left the football club under Jose Mourinho's watch, scored two super goals and was a difference in the end. There wasn't much between the two teams. I thought Chelsea contested okay, played reasonably well till the last third, couldn't connect anything up, didn't look like they were going to score goals. And then Lukaku, Everton had a man who finished the chances that came his way. Listen, this guy, I mean, he is turning into a mm. top, top striker. Yeah, 22 years He's of age 22 still. years of age. Just give you a couple of numbers here. Mm. 79 goals and 28 assists from 155 appearances in all competitions. Now, that's between West Brom and Everton combined. Yeah. That is amazing what mm. they've done. I mean, of course... I'm a, of course, you're assuming an, an agreement with me that Chelsea should never have sold this guy because nope. the, the potential nope. problems they could have in that yeah. position. But what a career he's building for himself. Yeah, and, and you just think, well, it's okay. Stick him out on loan if you're not sure, if you don't think he's ready yet. I remember Jose Marino, I think it was in a phone call we, we had once with Marino and we're talking about Lukaku, and he said that he's not clean enough between the lines to be a top four player. His touch and his appreciation. Mm. Now, we got that and we understood, and at times Lukaku can look a little bit clumsy, but he's young. He can learn those things, Rob. He'll mature. He's learning them, but, Rob. But, yeah, I, but I'm let's also talk about the, the positive things that he can do. He can run in behind. He can cause you problems. He can dribble. He's strong. He's powerful. He's good in the air. There's so many attributes. I was just surprised that, that Chelsea were prepared to take the money in a club which is not desperate for, for the odd pound or two. Leave him out on loan, let him mature, and bring him back into your football club when he's ready. I mean, how strong was he for that oh. first goal, by the way? By the way, three, three out of the back four. Ivanovic, yeah, go, go through them. Aspilicueta, Cahill turned inside out. Yeah. He, t- he beats Courtois as well. Yeah. I think he dribbled around John Terry and he was in, in the substitutes bench as well. I mean, I think when you look at Everton's season, and Roberto Martinez, we've talked about mm. plenty, and I think we agree that he is underachieving at the moment in the league with this squad. I mean, this is gonna this is gonna buy him plenty of credit. It's yep. gonna give him plenty of time. Mm. Uh, FA Cup semi final is a big deal. Yep. It's a big deal. It's a, big it's deal a Wembley game, club, yeah. and for that football club, they will be loving what they're seeing. Um, now, <laughs> from Chelsea's point of view, <laughs> it, it, this is a different story. Yeah. And, and should we get straight to it? Should we get straight to what, the what, what happened? Uh, well, was something... this particular striker mm-hmm. called Diego Costa um, behavior very questionable. He crossed the line again, mm. Robbie. Yep. There was a there was a. 
a spit that went in the direction mm. of the referee. Now, I have to say right now that the angle that we saw, yeah, you couldn't get a sense wasn't of how close no. it wasn't was wasn't definitive yeah, at all. the angle. I, th I think what was definitive was that his reaction to, a, to the referee's decision, yeah. the manner in which he spat, whether he spat on his, the referee's foot, close to the referee or not, I think the, the, the way in which he did it told you everything about, about what he was thinking. But then, Rob, worse was to come with the situation with, with Gareth Barry. And there's no doubt at first he was fouled by Gareth Barry. Yeah. No doubt whatsoever. Now, Barry is going to get a yellow card for that. Jay Costa has to almost brush himself down. His team are 2-0 down, get on with the game. But no, he can't do that, Rob. He, he, there's something in this player mm. where he gets drawn into, into confrontation. Now, he stands up with, with Gareth Barry. He throws his head at Gareth Barry. And then the big debate is, did he bite Barry on the neck? Now, the, there's lots of people who are saying he did. Plenty of people who are saying he didn't, and some maybe don't know him. It's just something in between. But what you saw, Rob, from, from the videos, and we've watched it a number of times, he definitely almost bears his teeth on the neck of Barry. <laughs> now, what happens after that is anybody's guess. Anybody's guess. Listen, I, I threw it out on Twitter a little bit. We want to get the reaction from all the fans out there. And I basically said, is he worth the trouble with this bite situation? Mm. Well, the first one I want to read out is Alex King, because he actually says straight away, did he bite? I didn't see much of a reaction. Someone bites you on the neck usually gets a huge reaction, I'd think. Now, we've got lots of other reaction, but let's yeah. go me and you first. Yeah. Now, it's very difficult when you see the pictures. It's hard, almost impossible to see or, or, or mm. get a sense of whether he really, you know, <laughs> bit, in, bit into him. Suarez style, yeah. Um, and I tell you, and I, and I like that tweet, and I'm kind of, my gut feeling is going with that tweet that, yes, he looked like he was going to bite him on the neck, but I looked at it three, four, five times, and Gareth, if someone bites mm. you on the neck, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna push up your shoulders, okay. you're going to react to it. I don't think, in my opinion of what I've seen, that he, he, he bit him in an aggressive manner that's going to that's gonna give a problem going forward. Robbie must, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> must though. I've seen you eat steaks from, in time. <laughs> and do you really need to chomp in and, and sink your teeth in? Or by... It was more of a sign putting, of affection. Yeah, by putting you, your teeth on somebody, was, was he that much out of control? And then I'll tell you what else happened for me. The hug, Rob, was, was almost a reflex reaction. There was no reaction to say, from Gareth Barry, though, No, Rob. there wasn't. But, but let, me, let me make my point first. The, the confrontation with Barry, the throwing his chest in first, the throwing his head in yeah. Gareth Barry first, before right. we get to the bite, right. is enough to give you a second yellow right. and a red Agreed. card. Agreed. So now we're looking at the bite. Now, now the question is, do I need to sink my teeth in you for it to be a... A violent... violent an act of violent, violent conduct. How hard do I have to bite you? Do I have to mark you? Or is it just a little nibble on your neck? <laughs> I mean, I don't really want to get into those positions, do you? Listen, but what I'm saying is... No, it is the crux of it, by the correct. way. And I think it's going to be very hard to prove that he did. Does mm. he, by the way, does he trust Gareth Barry? Uh, sorry, he, the, the FA. Yeah. Do the FA trust approach him to say, listen, did he, yeah. did he bite you? Well, let Can me he tell, do that? Let me, let me tell you what, what that, happened sorry. today. Gareth Barry was winding Diego Costa up all game. The two were at it. Every time Costa played the ball, Barry was late on him. They had a little bit going each, with each other. As long as it stays in control. And, in fact, Gareth Barry loses control. He gets sent off in less than four minutes in the game. Two silly ye yellow cards. So he lost control. So there, there was definitely one of those that I think is going to be difficult to prove. But I think this guy could be in trouble, Rob. The FA, no question, are going to look at, into it, this. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether they, they come to a, to a violent conduct um, yeah, decision. Yeah, decision. decision. And then but, we're but, looking at anything from, from 
three, four, five, six games if they feel it was a well, violent let's move, let's move this thing forward, because right now, Rob, it's Chelsea got nothing to play for. Season's done for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not going to make the, the, the Europa League places, I don't feel. Yeah. I think they're out of everything now. They're done. Yeah. So let's move it forward in terms of Diego Costa, the footballer, the future. Is there a future for Diego Costa at Chelsea Football Club? Well, let's get to a few more tweets because, again, I asked a question, is he worth the trouble? And I've got a couple of, we got a good reaction here and a couple of yeses. We've got Joe Qua that simply writes, yes. Next question. We have Nick Bradford who says, with the right manager to control him, he could still be an invaluable, uh, invaluable to a top four finish next season. But you've got some no's as well, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I've got Mima who said it. He's not scoring 30 goals a season, so he's not worth the trouble. Suarez was worth the trouble, though, and he's better now. Christian Rodas said he's a Manchester United fan, fan, but he said, I think he's a disgrace to the game. He has no respect for the refs or the club. Brad G says, no, nobody should be bigger than the team or the sport. And Sean Taylor says, with the money that they have, Chelsea, they could e easily find an equally productive striker who's both less problematic and more likeable. What do you think, Robbie Earl? Is he worth the trouble? No. Uh, I've been saying for a while, uh, Musty, that I think, yes, we, we saw the goal in midweek against, against, mid against Chelsea, and that's the good side of Diego Costa. But there's another side to Diego Costa, Rob, where I think he becomes self-destructive. I think he becomes a negative influence on, on the group and the team. I think these fans who wind him up, players are taking turns. I've seen West Bromwich Albion do it now. You saw Everton today. Teams are taking turns to have a nibble at this guy, knowing he'll lose control. I, I, Do I trust Diego Costa in a big Champions League semi-final when somebody kicks him from behind and he's on a yellow card? My answer would be no. And for that reason, and the lack of the 25, 30 goals that people are talking about that Suarez gives you, I think for the money and the standard of your club, you can go and find somebody more reliable. I disagree. I, I think disagree quickly. I, I think um, I think that a manager has to control him. Yeah. I think um, he's still an well, excellent. Tried, he's an way. excellent striker. I know. Yeah, I get that. Um, he scored a wonderful goal. Just shows you what he can do in tight situations. He's better than what people think. And I think it's too early, Robbie Earl, to disregard him. I get it. I get he crosses the line. He's done that a, f a few times now. But I still think a top striker settled at a football club, you should work with him and just not blow him away or sell him on, on some bad behaviour. Stick with him. Absolutely no surprise. The two Robbies <laughs> at different ends of, the, of this discussion. So now we know two of the semi-finals in the FA Cup, Palace and Everton, and we'll find out tomorrow who else joins them in their hat. We also know that Diego Costa likes necking with his opponents. Mm -hmm. Next, we'll turn our attention to what they call the bread and butter of any season, your, your league form. We'll discuss Manchester City's failing title challenge and Bournemouth's magnificent campaign so far. You're listening to the Two Robbies radio show presented by Land Rover. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. With a new Land Rover as your companion, you'll see adventure wherever you go. Own the wilderness and the urban jungle alike. Visit your local Land Rover dealer for special offers on the award-winning Range Rover Evoque, versatile Range Rover Sport, and the spacious Discovery Sport at the Own the Adventure sales event. At least the 2016 Discovery Sport SE for $399 per month for 39 months with $3,495 plus taxes, title, and fees due at signing. Includes a $1,000 bonus credit now through March 31st. Visit orlandroverusa.com or call 1-800-FIND-4WD for details. Land Rover, above and beyond. Okay, Robbie Muster, enough about the magic of the cup and 
Let's talk about winning the hardest league in the world, or maybe even staying in the hardest league in the world. Let's, let's first concentrate on Carrow Road, a nil-nil stalemate. Manchester City go there, have to be happy with a point. They now sit nine points behind leaders Leicester. Is that the end of their, their title challenge, Rob? I thought it was the end of their title challenge when they lost at Liverpool, at Anfield. After they weren't beaten in the Cup, they went to Anfield, they lost there very they, meekly, I thought, 3-0. They notoriously go on lot good runs no, towards the end even, of the season. Don't even I'm, go I'm, there. I'm, I'm, don't I'm trying even go for, there. for City don't fans out e- there listening. Don't even go there, because I think the City fans listening have every right to be angry, frustrated, mm. and you know, really disappointed with a squad, with a football club, with a wage bill that's very, very high. A club that has spent a fortune in the last two windows alone on new players and, and some of the best players around. And, and for them to, to put in a performance, and I said it on air, Rob, and it, yeah. it's quite strong, where yeah. as a general, as a collective group, to, in my opinion, they don't look like they care enough mm. to go out there and to desperately try to win a game to stay in a title race. Mm. That, uh, I mean, I, I just... Well, you seen and, a and different... The big question is, Rob, why is that? Now, now is, is the focus on Champions League, they're three up against Kiev, you know, great chance of being in the quarterfinals for the first time. Is this the trophy that this club are, are, are going on? Is, is the, the announcement that Pep Guardiola is mm. coming in at, at the end of ne- start of next season, has that changed the dynamic in that dressing room? Have players decided to, to down tools? Oh, well, no use really working for this guy. We'll wait till Pep comes in and we'll start again. I mean, there's too much ability in this group to see performances where, Rob, second half against Norwich City, who conceded 54 goals in the league, they didn't have a shot on target. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a brilliant point. It's, a, it's an incredible stat. And I think I think we were wrong because we kind of mm. thought um, that with Pep Guardiola being announced that, you know what, this club would be boosted from that and that the team mm. uh, would come together and they finish the season very, very strongly. Yeah. They totally have not done that. Of course, the League Cup win is great. Mm. They won mm. on penalties against Liverpool. But other than that, I mean... Is the sense of the of the players that you know what I don't we didn't really have to try for the new manager. There's a new guy going to come in. It's going to be fun next year. I'll I'll impress him when when uh, when he comes into the the, the club at preseason. I think that's what we've seen. Yeah, and the other thing I think on that Rob is and, and just chucking it forward. So that if I'm Pep Guardiola, I'm a, I might be a little bit more concerned about taking over this group than I was before. I know you said that things will change. I know that training. I know the way he works. And but. You don't change a mentality overnight in, with a group of players. You, so I think there's some tinkering to be done. I think there's some balance that needs addressing. I think some hunger needs to come into this group. Bob, I got the, the point, and, and you made a great point on, on, on the TV about, about, you know, enough didn't care. I just wonder, like, who got on that bus going home and thought, we've lost this title. So what you're saying is then that even with Pep Guardiola yeah, next year, this I'm, squad yeah, has got problems. Correct. Because it's, it's not about, it's about the hunger. It's about the desire. They, they will have more desire people. under Pep. I, I really believe that. I'm are not you, as you, convinced. I think there's a little bit more work to do with this group, and I'd be slightly worried if I'm Pep. Didn't see a team try and have a go and, and not be good enough or not tactically be up to it. And I know when we, we went to, to Twitter, you put, put the question out to Manchester City fans and said, what's going wrong? Are you happy with what you're seeing? And, and we, you know, we were inundated with responses. Yeah, just, just a couple here. I mean, Jeff Sobel says, you want to know who's to blame? The Manchester City board. This is what happens when players know their coach is gone. I think there's, there's a few of them again. Yeah, Virginia 
Blues said the same. We should never announce Pep's the incoming manager's players have switched off. Gutless performance today. Habe said certain players look to have quit on the season. They know what they won't be back. Brandon Anderson said lackadaisical players are manager, not enough urgency. Silva and Aguero can't do everything, just not enough creativity. And Arjun said signings have been poor. Ten players could easily leave in the summer. Pellegrini has never convinced since around. Let's brighten up the show a little bit, Robbie. We've been talking about biting, spitting, <laughs> terrible performances. Right. Nobody cares about football. That was let's how we go, used to play. Let's go to a, a better story. And uh, does it get any better than Sunshine, Bournemouth? Bournemouth story. And light. Bournemouth Sunshine story and light. is incredible. Talk to me about it. I'm going to talk to you about the next England manager. Oh, Young calm Eddie. Down. <laughs> oh, calm I'm throwing down. it in. No, uh, it's been a magnificent return for, for Bournemouth to be sitting. 38 points, Robert, at this stage of the season. Still with, with eight games to go. They're now sitting 13 places above the relegation. They're, they're probably one more winner, Rob, away from, from being safe, from, from getting that 40-point line. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're going to be safe. I, I, you know what? If I'm them, I'm looking yeah. at a top-10 finish, by the way. They're not that far away from Chelsea. It's, it's nothing short of yeah. amazing, incredible. We know there's a huge story at the top of the league, Leicester City, that we will talk about. And, of course, it's, that is truly astonishing. Yeah. But Bournemouth's yeah. not far been behind, under the by radar. the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, with the money that's available, this is going to be... I'm not saying a, a super club, of course not, but this is going to go from little old Bournemouth mm -hmm. to a wealthy, a high-revenued football club and a club that, that know how to invest it well in the playing squad. You said mm -hmm. it, Eddie Howe is a star manager. And I'll tell you what, the, the strongest thing I feel about this club is that so many times this old kind of theory that you can't come into the Premier League and play an expansive, yeah, yourself, a good yeah, footballing yeah. team. Agreed. You can. Swansea have done it and established yeah. themselves. Bournemouth are doing it right now. And you talked about, about the money, and, and, and that has one thing. But also now, th th there's a perception about Bournemouth and Eddie Howe. He will attract players, Rob, that maybe this season was thinking, mm, maybe we want to go to Bournemouth because we might be back in the championship. He will now get a different class of player who wants to sign at this football and work with this manager. Because this manager has shown, by the way, he's got players in there who all of a sudden people are looking at and say, wow, he looks a good player, doesn't he, Phoebe? He looks a good player, Charlie Daniels. He looks a good player, uh, Harry Arter. Players who he's worked with are becoming better for his work. And that's a big, big sign for a coach. A lot of times, Rob, teams that come into this league from a lower league struggle to mm. find ways of scoring, okay? Yeah. And we know that Callum Wilson, it's funny because he's still the top scorer on yeah, five, only yeah. played seven games. Mm. But how about this? How about different players stepping yeah. up and scoring goals? Grader scored today. Cook scored today. Mm. Stanislas has Chicken chipped in. in. Matt Ritchie stepped yeah. in. Charlie Daniels, three goals from left back. Pew. Benikafobi. Mm. I mean, it's it's all, impressive. Everybody scoring. All the teams that are successful. We, we looked at Norwich City today, who who struggled with strikers, played Patrick Bamford up front, and Bacani can't score. Jerome can't score. Can't get enough goals from the other areas of the team when the main centre forward isn't scoring. You've hit the, the nail on the head. Bournemouth have found a way and got other people to contribute. It's been a real team performance. And what I've liked about this group is when they've won, not got too excited. We've not seen them in the press talking any big thing. Totally. When they've lost, not gone the other way either. So... Right, when we get back, we'll have a talk about European football and how the English teams are looking in Europa and Champions League action. And we'll get to grips with a big Sunday game. With the important to both ends of the table is Villa take on Spurs at Villa Park. And we'll be talking a little bit about Spurs. Is their attention now on the Barclays Premier League? Have they thrown in the Europa League? This is the Two Robbies Radio Show, sponsored by Land Rover. And we'll be back in a tick.
NBC Sports Radio update starts now. The NCAA can. This is the Two Robbies Football Show, your number one source for Premier League football. We are NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com, where every day is game day. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Radio Show, presented by Land Rover. FA Cup, Premier League, European football, we've got it all. Robbie Mosto. Two huge games tomorrow in the FA Cup, involving two of the big sides in England. Arsenal take on Watford at the Emirates. And let's remember, Arsenal also have a big game against Barcelona in the Champions League coming up midweek. Where's the priority? Does he go strong tomorrow? Does he have to try and win the FA Cup game and then worry about Barcelona after, Rob? (laughs) So many games, so many competitions, so many questions as ever with Arsenal in terms of priorities. FA Cup is their next big game. It should be their next big priority. They've got a brilliant record. They've won the last two uh, FA Cups. Uh, Watford at home, we would assume there will be strong favourites for it. And as long as their attitude and mentality is right, mm. there's no reason why they can't go on and win are, the game. Are they not going to be good? But they're 2-0 down going to Barcelona. Yeah. Is, is that almost one to say, well, we're, we're done with this. Like, let's look at FA Cup and push ahead to try and still keep him in, in, in the title race? We all believe that. But as a manager, as a football club, I just don't think you can do that. I think you've got mm. to believe that you can mm. do something special. Spinning the too new many camp. plates. Well, I'm maybe, Rob, but you, you, can't, you can't go there and, and just chuck it in, can you? No, no, you don't chuck it in. But I think you go there with, with a measure of insurance, with a bit of, of, of contingency, Rob, that you say, you know what, if, if we get beat one or two, that's not the worst thing. But you're in good shape for, for, for your league. And, you're now and that league game is going to be Everton away. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough, tough game. And that's after the Wednesday. Everton mm. are, are bouncing now after the FA Cup win today mm. as well. So, yeah, I mean, the Aaron Ramsey thing, Rob, is a, yeah, is a, is a big weeks, concern. Yeah, four weeks, four, five weeks yeah. now, another injury so for him. Some muscle strain yeah. for him. They've got other injuries to central defenders. Yeah, Where are we now with them, uh, Rob? I know you... you in Arsenal, we yeah, trust and Robbie Musto. I go to bed every night in Arsenal. You trust. must be sleeping less put, and less every night, put correct? My, with put the, my Arsenal pyjamas on and, and hope that we Have can nightmares. <laughs> yeah, listen... I've got to stay with him because I picked him at the start, but I am getting more and more worried. I'd actually be delighted if they got the Champions League and say, well, you know, we've got two competitions to go for, the FA Cup and the, the uh, Premier League. Let's move on to Manchester United, Rob, because I know, you, listen, we, we know how you've supported Louis yeah. van Gaal down, down the road. They've got a big game against West Ham tomorrow. I actually think West Ham might start this game as favourites, away from home, no pressure, playing flowing football, got good counter-attack players, Rob. This is a dangerous tie for Manchester United. And then they, on Thursday, they played the second leg of that Europa League where they had a horrible performance against Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, they were they were just outran, outpassed. Outthought. Uh, out, everything yeah. against Liverpool. I mean, almost, Rob, that that is in essence, and we've seen it this week mm. with, with Dortmund's yeah. the way that they played against Spurs. Uh, that's modern-day football. It's energetic. Mm. It's, it's powerful. Much, it? It's pressing. It's quick football. It's attacking football. It's getting back in. It's an mm. amazing work ethic and team ethic. United haven't shown that, and they don't show that. So I get that as a legitimate criticism of Louis van Gaal when people say, you know what, his, fo- his style of football, yeah. his control and yeah. slow possession and that, which I, which I get and I understand it, in the modern game is very, yeah. very hard. He was disappointed against Liverpool at Anfield that yeah. they didn't control. They didn't well, you ain't going to be able to control a with game with in, the that, pace. in that atmosphere. It's an amazing atmosphere And, at and, and Liverpool played at such a pace with, 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 yeah. with you, the three underneath the, the, the striker, and it just 
slope drop like two teams at, at different levels. And that's why I think the future is so bright for Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool because you know this guy can get it right and that's the kind of performances. I thought this one played into Jose Mourinho's hands. It shows why Louis van Gaal is not going to be able to take this team and this club to the next level and Jose Mourinho will be waiting there starting his business in the summer. So that's all. We, that's, that's just going to be a tough one for Manchester United. Who do you fancy in, in the two FA Cup games? Do you think that the two bigger teams get through, the two home teams? No, I, I, I'm with you on the United. I, mm. I think that they're... They're struggling to make these young players. You can't ask them to perform one week out. Uh, we saw that at Anfield. I think that West Ham find a way to win, and I think Arsenal uh, beat Watford. Okay, interesting. And then let's move things forward. Another team in Europe this week was Spurs, and they lost 3-0 to Dortmund. And I thought, Robbie, it was the first showing that Mauricio Pochettino is putting all of his eggs in the Premier League basket. And, and for one, I was reasonably pleased. Now, he had a very underestimated Dortmund, didn't realise how good they are. And this is a, a smart, intelligent coach, so I don't actually get that. I think he, he, he's saving his players for the Barclays Premier League. And so tomorrow's game against Aston Villa becomes key for Spurs if they want to close the gap on Leicester and win their first title for absolutely donkey's years. I think me and you, Rob, a lot of things we disagree, but, mm. you know, of course a lot of things we agree on. And I think, you know, with, with what we've done in the game and what we've experienced, we kind of understand yeah. sometimes that clubs... Um, in the right situation will prioritise. And I'm mm. with you. I know mm. Spurs, Pochettino got a lot of stick in the English press about playing some of his kind of reserve yeah. players in that game. Uh, I don't think it's a situation where he underestimated Dortmund because no. they're a good side and he yeah. knows that. Yeah. But you're right. He had players that aren't quite mm. right, that are feeling a little bit tired and he rested those players. But now they've got to go again. Yeah. They've got to go again. Mm. And the likes of Kane, the likes of Deli Ali, the likes of Christian Eriksen, the, like, the likes of Eric Lamella have got to take a deep breath. Yeah. They're in a great situation to win this league which they haven't done for a zillion years yeah. and they've got to show us at Villa Park that it was the right decision yeah. and they've got to find a way to dominate the game and to win it comfortably. It's an important game it's 11, 11 a.m. kickoff at Eastern Time on NBCSN it's, 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 it's a huge game for obviously both the clubs Villa and we'll, we'll get to them and it's been a, a nightmare season for them but you just got to remember that if Tottenham win this game and then Leicester play money the gap's down to two points Rob that almost starts to put a little bit of pressure on, on Leicester City. Of course, Leicester can go and lose the game and still stay top. But it would be the first time that I think Spurs make a mark, make, it, make a, a move. And as you said, I think it's about one deep breath for this Spurs team and say, right, we've got to but go you, and push. But you think that they're going to... You think they could fall away. Yeah. I, I think somewhere to earlier today. Yeah. You think I think somewhere down the line, something... I think they've, they've been at, at, at full pace. They've, they've had players coming in. Everything's gone so well. I just wonder. So why? Why can't they, as I just said two mm. minutes ago, go again? Because that's what you're basically saying I, is you don't I, think they can I'm go thinking again. A, I'm thinking a little bit about the, the youth, the youthfulness. I think the lack of, 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 of slight but experience. But energy shouldn't be a problem for youth. No, energy. no, no. I'm not, I'm not necessarily We're talking about mentality. A little, little bit of mentality, a little bit of experience. When I look at that Leicester team, Rob, there's lots of... 26, 27, 28, you know, good players who've, who've been down but know the game. Understand sometimes, Rob, you've got to knock balls in corners and go and defend from the front. Understand hooking on and playing two-touch football, knowing when to hold on to a lead and not be too expansive. I just wonder if, if Spurs might get caught up in it, might run out of legs, might make a few bad decisions, as they did a little bit against Arsenal when they got 2-1 up mm. and almost didn't know how to control yeah. the game, how to see the game out. That's my concern with Spurs, that they just might fall off on that really. I, I want to push you further mm. because I know that, that you feel that Arsenal have still got a great chance and yeah. you're still going to back yeah. them to win yeah. it. 
Do you think Arsenal, what, you tell me why you think Arsenal are better than Spurs and they're going to finish higher than Spurs? Because I, I believe, as a group of players, there's, there's, there's more in that Arsenal than in, in the Arsenal I, team I would question others. the mentality then. If they got the attitude and the mentality thought, to well, roll the sleeves up and to start winning the game. There was a period earlier in the season when I said, for sure, yeah. I thought it had changed, and I have to admit, there's one or two things now that have made me feel, oh, it's a bit flaky again. Have they gone back to that nervous, twitchy Arsenal when we're not sure? But I thought there was a sea change in the mentality and the way they did things. And that's going to be the test now. It ain't about ability for Spurs or, 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 or Arsenal, because they've both got enough ability to win a title. It's about the other things mentally between the head and being strong enough to see it down the well, road. Well, I'll tell you why I think Spurs will finish higher than Arsenal. It's because we've seen this before from Arsenal. We've seen it. And I'm telling you that when... So when because we haven't seen goes, it for Spurs, yes, because we don't saying, know. So I'm, don't I'm know. backing Spurs. To like, you don't know. We're going we're gonna to go again. We're going to okay. find a way to keep winning. We are going to push on to win this because mm. we are, as a squad, talking about Spurs, ahead of where we all expected to be. Correct. Pochettino's work has been amazing. They're in a great situation. Correct. A little bit like your Leicester theory mm. where, you know what, so what? Let's yeah. go for it. We're not mm. going to be affected by pressure. I think there is a little bit of that with Spurs. I mean, of course, massive games coming up mm. and, and from one week to the next week, the, the, the whole dynamic will change. Correct. But right now, I still believe that this team and some of these younger players can go again and find a way to be the club that puts the most pressure on Leicester City. Listen, it'd be great to see a Spurs team do it. A young team with a young manager doing it for, for the first time. But I, I just think that somewhere down the line, something goes. And I think most Spurs fans think that because I think <laughs> that's why you become a Spurs fan in the end. But, you know, this, this race is going to go all the way down to the wire. And again, Leicester will sit top of the pile and they'll look to go... Okay, let's take our last break then, Musty, and then we'll concentrate on the big news up at Newcastle with the instalment of Rafa Benitez. Is he the right man to save the tomb from the dreaded drop? Usually works at the top end of the table. He's going to have to do his magic down in the basement. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show as presented by Land Rover on NBC Sports Radio. Welcome back to Two Robbies Football Show with a new Land Rover as your companion. You'll see adventure wherever you go. Own the wilderness and the urban jungle alike. Visit your local Land Rover retailer for special offers on the award-winning Range Rover Evoque, the versatile Range Rover Sport, and the spacious Discovery Sport at the Own the Adventure Sales Event. Lisa 2016 Discovery Sport SC for $399 per month for 39 months with $3,495 plus taxes, title and fees due at signing. It includes a $1,000 bonus credit now through March 31st. Visit LandRoverUSA.com or call 1-800-FIND-4WD for details. Land Rover, above and beyond. Right, in the last segment of the Two Robbies Radio Show presented by Land Rover, we want to dedicate some time to Newcastle United, Robbie Musto, because significant, significant business was done this week at Newcastle. McLaren out, Benitez in. Good move for Newcastle? Excellent move. Um, I think Steve McLaren um, probably went on, in my opinion, two or three weeks too long. Mm. This isn't a lot of time for Rafa Benitez to come in and do his job. But just, you know, for, as the first decision process is, Steve McLaren, we know he's kind of on the board of directors and the head coach, et cetera, et cetera. But if it's not working, it doesn't matter what your title is, you're going to be out of a job. Rafa Benitez is experienced. He's knowledgeable. He's worked in England. He's worked in Spain. He's worked in Italy. He, he, he'll have contacts and agents and, and scouting networks and all of these countries. He's won an incredible amount of trophies, uh, big trophies, titles, European trophies. And I think in terms of being the right club for him, Rob, it's just 
it almost seems like they need each other a little mm. bit. Benitez over his last couple of jobs with Real Madrid and uh, and Napoli a little bit, and a little bit with Chelsea. He won the Europa League at Chelsea, but wasn't that popular. I feel that he needs to be to be liked, to to good to do a good job, uh, and be the right man, the big man at the club. And for Newcastle United, mm. they absolutely need this guy. It's a great appointment for them, and I think the potential that we've talked about for a zillion years yeah. is there to to really get uh, the juices flowing for Rafa Benitez. It is only ten games, Rob, and I think that's one of the big worries that, that people are thinking that, okay, they go away to Leicester on Monday, then their next game is, is the home game, it's a time-weird derby, and I mean, anything could happen there. Yep. So, let's just say in the, in the next two games, they don't get the kind of results they want. That leaves an eight-game spell, and that's a worry, because I think people have generally said, no doubt Rafa Benitez is an upgrade, is a good type of manager for Newcastle United, but Rafa's usually worked at the top end of the table with quality players, looking to win things or, or get into Europe. When he was asked by the press how he's going to work with people down below, at the basement of football, he was quite adamant that he can get on with the job. In terms of uh, how you have to approach the games, you have to be calm, you have to analyse things, and you have to be sure that everybody's given uh, everything. And um, the responsibility of someone that wants to win a trophy and he doesn't want to make mistakes is more or less the responsibility of someone that doesn't want to make a mistake because he can be relegated. Yeah, and basically what he means there, mm. Rob, is that it doesn't necessarily matter which end of the table mm. you're working at. Every player has to realise that, that whether you're going for a, for a trophy or if staying in the league is your trophy. And I, and I listen to everything he says in these interviews because mm. it gives you a, a lot An of information. Insight, yeah. He did say every player's got to give everything. Mm. And in another part of this interview, he talked about organisation and, yeah. and shape. That is what he's going to bring in straight away. He, he's known as a pragmatic coach, a well-organised yeah. coach. That's, I think, what he's going to bring in. The question is, and my concern is, yeah. are these players, particularly can, defenders, yeah. good enough? Can I, that, can I ask you the question? Because it's legendary that the, the players at Liverpool used to say when, when he does his shape and, and that defensive organisation, he'll move players, I don't know, a yard either way. He'll go and physically move you. His attention to detail is supposed to be superb. Great. Getting I things love that. right. I love it. But, you're going to go to a Newcastle team, Rob. We've seen goals go against Newcastle this season where there hasn't been a defender within 20 yards of somebody taking a shot or closing the ball down. Now, how does he work with those type players? Or might there be a couple of people in the squad who we haven't seen so far who might come in and, and do a job for him because he knows they're a little bit more reliable? Maybe. It's very hard with the defenders that's available at this club to change it too much. And you just said it, by the way, what he's going to do. He is going to move people on a training ground from one to two yards. He's going to be organised. He's going to. We had a, a situation at Middlesbrough where Terry Venables came in to us and to help us out defensively. He literally moved me one or two yards. He had me playing as a fullback. He wanted more cover from me, more protection from me, and we improved incredibly from that point on. He is going to do that. He is going to, in some ways, I don't want to say it, but he might bore the, the backsides of some of these players to be more organised. And he said it again in an interview, Rob, he feels he's got enough good players, and I certainly agree with him, that they can do damage at the other end. They've got to stop goals going in. It's just a matter of whether you have to assume that the motivation is going to be there and the players will want to stay in this league. Though, you know, there's a questionable amount of attitude that they've shown under Steve McLaren, but you have to think the, the new manager boost is going to be there. Mm. It's just... Can they take on his instruction quick enough to have an immediate impact? Because that's what they need. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because we, we talked about Steve McLaren, and everybody who you talk to in football says, Steve McLaren, great coach. And I think sometimes the players say he's a great coach because they maybe enjoy the things he do. 
in some respects, I don't think they'll enjoy some of the work that Rafa's going to do. But I tell you what, it'll make them a better team, it'll make them harder to play against Rob, and they'll get more results. I don't think there's a doubt that Rafa keeps Newcastle in this league. Well, I think there is still a doubt. And, I, and we, look, we can look back a couple of years mm. or three years now, Alan Shearer came in to do a similar type of rescue mission. I know, no it's, to I know it's totally no different. Experience. But sometimes that hero figure yeah. coming in isn't guaranteed to make all the difference to make them so much better. So it's going to be fascinating, but I think it's a great appointment. And Leicester City are absolutely flying, but this has come at a bad time for them. Newcastle are going to be tough to beat. Yep, going to be a great game on Monday. Don't forget to catch, catch that one. Leicester versus Newcastle, Rafa's first game. And don't forget to subscribe to iTunes to be able to download all the Two Robbies radio shows. And you can also catch the Two Robbies podcasts each and every week in association with Land Rover. And don't forget, if you also want to contact us, we're at the Two Robbies NBC on Twitter. Now just time for us to recognise the best two tweets of the day. One goes to Mimar, who said about getting rid of Diego Costa because he doesn't score 30 goals. He's not worth the trouble. Second one goes to Brandon Anderson, who said, Lackadaisical players and managers, not enough urgency. Man City don't have enough creativity. Make sure you direct messages your address, and we'll get two scores to you in the post. Yeah, good stuff, Robbie. Already looking forward to next Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern time on NBC Sports Radio, where we'll get at it again, bring you all the big stories from the Barclays Premier League and beyond. Until then, it's good night from me. And a good night from him. Good night. Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How.